its DTS-140 and Age of Triumph really symbol something bigger than just the returning raids. Listening to Destiny the Show. What's good, everybody, and welcome to Destiny the Show, the Destiny News Podcast to keep you the guardian ahead of the curve in the world of Destiny. I'm BBK Dragoon, joined as always by my awesome co-host Diddy. What is up, dude? Oh man, I am riding that hype train. We are full steam ahead, straight into Age of Triumph coming out March 28th, and that they're actually talking about, you know, things coming in Destiny 2 as well, uh, or I guess not coming in Destiny 2, which we'll touch on a little bit later, but really excited about everything I saw on that reveal stream from last week's show that we talked about, and I cannot wait for the 28th. Yeah, it's it really marks a different philosophical stance than what they previously had said about the raids. We're not going to go back there unless there's a complete lore reason to bring you back, and it's like... <laughs> I think everybody in the community is fairly grateful that they didn't just throw Taken into these raids or just Sivify the raids, you know? Yeah, that's true. It would have been uh, a little cheesy and cheeky and cheap, I think. But now they're just like, have fun, relive those moments from vanilla and year one, or I guess just Destiny 1 in general, and uh, you're going to get everything you ever wanted in this one update. This March has been unbelievable for game releases dude end of february into march because horizon zero dawn have you been playing much of that i have yeah uh sanic and i we've been playing it together so played a little bit slower than i would have just by myself but uh, we're sharing the experience together it's awesome absolutely love that game it's the exact kind of gameplay i love in rpgs and you've been talking about uh, other games as well that I've seen videos that you've posted are, are actually really good gameplay combat systems as well. Yeah, Near Automata, which mm-hmm. just came out, yep. Platinum Games is the developer alongside Square Enix, super fluid combat. Those guys are known for their action RPGs. And I don't know, if you're a PlayStation owner, guys, Horizon, I think, is one of my favorite games of all time. I'm not fully through it. Do yourself a favor, avoid any types of spoilers. All I can say is I went in without very like defined expectations. I wasn't sure what I was going to get out of it. And it surpassed anything my wildest <laughs> dreams could have put together, dude. I love it. I just think it's a technical marvel. One of the best looking console games ever, right? Yeah, it, it definitely is. I have the original PlayStation 4, and every time I spin that up, it's just like a jet engine about to take off. It's like, (laughs) oh my god, this PlayStation 4, the hardware, it's like, it's struggling to keep up because it just looks so good. Yeah, that Decima engine, man, is baller. Speaking of which, that gets me even more excited about Destiny 2 tech, because if these games are looking this good on the PlayStation 4, oh man, Destiny 2 being developed specifically just for the new-gen consoles, and hopefully PC in mind, Destiny's already one of the most beautiful games, I think, of PS4, Xbox One era. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty stoked. News! All right, everybody, so to quickly recap, Age of Triumph, the first reveal stream happened last Wednesday. It broke down some main stuff for us, Diddy. 
take us through kind of the overview real fast of what Age of Triumph is if somebody missed out on last week's show. So they are, first of all, they're not raising the light level. So 400 is still maximum light level. We're getting um, updated Vault of Glass, Crota's End, King's Fall, and uh, Wrath of the Machine kind of. They're tweaking the loot tables. They're bringing all that gear up to uh, current light level. So you are going to get that 400 light level Fate Bringer or uh, new Vogue armor as well. There's also going to be Age of Triumph ornaments that you can get. Um, and it's basically, you're just, it's they, they coin it as your victory lap of Destiny 1 before Destiny 2. It's the last live event before Destiny 2 releases later this year. And uh, we're going to experience tons of nostalgic content. It's more PvE content. We talked about this in the pre-show. More PvE content in any live event that we've seen previously. Yeah, and now the Fatebringer has not been confirmed yet. It's been hinted at that, and the Mythic Glass has been hinted at left and right. So by the time we're recording this, we haven't seen any official footage yet of an updated Fatebringer, but it seems like at this point the amount they've been teasing it, it's most likely happening. And the armor sets that they've added are brand new, so it's not like I'm going to be able to pull out my old Kibber armor and throw that on and just infuse it up. It's entirely new armor sets for Vault of Glass, and I'm assuming Crota's End. That makes me very excited. You've got the new featured weekly raid rotations, the biggest record book that they've ever done, 13 pages of documented accomplishments, and of course, they're going to be changing some things with the Nightfall, and that's what this week's stream is. If you guys want to check it out on twitch.tv slash bungie, that is going to be this Wednesday, and I believe that is 10 a.m.? Is it 10 a.m. CST, Diddy? I think that's Uh, when they did last week's. 10 a.m. I think Pacific time with daylight savings happening. Oh, Pacific! Last I said CST. I guess, sorry. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's going to be a little bit interesting. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And they mentioned also in the weekly update about throwing some mayhem towards Nightfall. So, what do you make of that? What about adding some mayhem to the Nightfall? Does that sound <laughs> like new modifiers or what? Uh, mayhem. I I hear mayhem rumble clash. So super fast cooldowns. Mm. all of your abilities and you just have so much fun so basically think of your mayhem crucible game types just in a strike setting that's what i think of okay that would make sense would you enjoy playing a playlist like that where you had your super up like every three or four seconds and you could just rinse repeat and run laps around nightfalls over and over again yeah absolutely as a as a grenade fanatic i would absolutely love to just use my frosties tier five discipline and mayhem settings have a grenade like every two seconds oof that would be fantastic did you ever play was it arcade firefight in halo reach was that what it was called (laughs) that's what this reminds me of if it is going to be mayhem nightfall i i used to do man reach firefight late into the night to collect those weekly what do they call those bounties or the weekly i can't remember they had little weekly checklist challenges Challenges, that's what they were yep. called. Thank you for credits. And Vito and I did those like every day for like three straight months. <laughs> and that was really fun. Arcade Firefight, you just were given stupidly powerful weapons and you flew around the map rocket launching things. It was a ton of fun. I really liked that idea. So they also mentioned Diddy in the weekly update. Next week, we'll talk about the weekly rituals and we'll play a strike bathed in light. What do you make of that? 
orbs of light, to be honest. <laughs> That's what I hear when I hear bathed in light. So I just see a ton of supers popping off, which kind of goes in line with the mayhem theory mm-hmm. as well. Um, and just everybody having so much fun, just using everything all the time, just total chaos. When I first read it, I was like, oh, maybe they're going to add a strike with this one. But I think you're totally right now. Now that we see the little mayhem clue and we hear about them strike bathed in orbs of light is what you added. You had the orbs of. So, yeah, that makes sense. I could totally see that. Well played, Diddy. I'm on your team now. I was thinking maybe they'll do a strike on Mercury. No, they're not doing that, man. (laughs) The picture below that, Diddy, it shows off the new director that we're going to learn about this week. All of the normal icons are there. You got your PvP feature, the Daily Heroic, the Nightfall, the Raid, the Featured Raid. One of those in there looks a lot like a Prison of Elders icon. Yes, And they did mention something is happening to Prison of Elders. They just mentioned it off the cuff in the stream. Very few of the recaps even covered it. Do you think we're going to see a bumped up Prison of Elders, Challenge of Elders, Skolos? I'm really hoping Skolos. Skolos... I said it last week. I'm going to say it again. One of my favorite fights in Destiny. It's not really a, a raid, but uh, that final boss fight is challenging. One of the most challenging things in the game. One of the fights in the game because you're in that arena, right? And there's so many enemies, so much chaos, and you have to coordinate with your two other fire team members. And oh man, I just I'm hoping this is like pre-nerf Skolos featured weekly. <laughs> Because so the, the enemies spawn every 90 seconds instead of being at health yeah, gains. Instead of health-based, yeah. So it's just, it's total chaos. You have to be more on top of coordination. Yeah, if nobody's ever played the original Skolos fight, highly recommend it. And it was one of the coolest three-man challenging encounters they built. And I would, honestly, I would love to see more three-man challenges like that in Destiny 2. Because it's a whole lot easier for me to say... Hey, Diddy and Sassy, you guys want to hop on and try this? Then it is for a player to organize a full group of six for a raid. Yep. Think about that. Like, if there were, let's say, five different Skolos-like fights in the game, you and I would be playing those to death. I think more people would be involved with raid-level difficulty activities if it didn't require six people, you know? Yeah, with the introduction of Prison of Elders, we had so many theories of how they could make it so great, and they just kind of fell short with that i think with the introduction of the arena game type like oh man we can ease they can easily add pve content this way now because it's shorter wave based three-man fire team so it's easier to find a group of people to do it but no just we had skull loss and then challenge of elders introduction and that's it so disappointing to say the least but glad that it's making a comeback in some fashion They did mention that nobody's going to be able to finish their challenge book, or excuse me, the record book for Age of Triumph up in just a single day. So that's pretty exciting. I'm I'm imagining some of the weekly timer ones they're referring to are for the raids. First week, Crota's End. Second week, Vault of Glass. Then King's Fall. Wrath of the Machine, Rinse, Repeat, I'm guessing, is their cycle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say so. I did want to read through here some of the FAQ questions that were being asked by a lot of community members for Age of Triumph. So... Will I receive credit on the commemorations page of the Age of Triumph record book for participating in previous Destiny releases if I have a a deleted character? So I think this one's aimed at Pope Bear, by the way, who was catching (laughs) so much flack on the stream from Deej. And the answer is yes, but only on the same account. So if you have deleted a character, 
as long as you're still on that same account, you can still activate the nodes that uh, align with the commemorations page. So I know there's a lot of people who are doing permadestiny runs who are using the same account that were worried about this. The second question is, will I receive credit for participating in previous Destiny releases if I've upgraded from a legacy console? Yes, but only if you successfully completed the account import process at the time of upgrade. In that case, players who have migrated from a legacy console to a console within the same family will receive credit for participation in previous Destiny releases. So basically, if you came from PlayStation 3 to PlayStation 4 or 360 to Xbox One, and I'm assuming that import process Diddy was right before 2.0. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah, so upgrading it from a legacy console, you actually had to perform a character upgrade basically on the internet somehow. This um, bungee and, site, yeah. And basically the, the current generation consoles had to import your character's data to that platform and if you had that historical data and it was imported correctly to the newer console then yes you will have that historical data for the record book yeah there was a big framework thing behind the scenes that they were updating because even people on ps4 and xbox one i remember i think we it either happened automatically but our our stuff was transferred over to the new back-end method i'm pretty sure i remember that you know yeah, it's like if you upgrade your computer from Windows XP and you buy a new computer that has Windows 10 on it, unless you transfer the data, your new computer is not going to have everything. So that's, and that's how it is. And the $1,000 question, will there be any increase to vault space? And the answer is no. <laughs> the kiosks that are in the game now are the final storage solutions implemented for Destiny 1. That was it. There's no additional commentary. There's no, hey, sorry, guys, we tried our best. But, you know, it is what it is. There's not going to be any more vault space before Destiny 2. And that's sad for me because I will be deleting some gear, especially to find space for this new raid set stuff. But what can you do, man? I'm sure they tried, and I bet it's just a technical limitation. If they could have overcome it, they probably would have. I don't think it's just like, man, we'll get to it whenever. I imagine it represented a huge engineering challenge for them. Speaking of which, with Age of Triumph Diddy, there are three quality of life changes that Sunsoul Jashin wrote about on Reddit, and I wanted to highlight here. What is point number one, if you have that link open? He says, please, Bungie, get rid of the axe icons at the top right corner of gear. It's irrelevant now. It implies the newest and most relevant gear all of the Taken King items had this removed with Rise of Iron released. It's not about being part of an expansion. Gotcha. And number two and three, I think, are like the most important. What are those? Please, Bungie. I'm quoting here, of course. Please, Bungie, change the application icon to the, I can't speak Latin, Ateus Triumph 1 <laughs> symbol <laughs> and get rid of the snowy Rise of Iron icon. Again, we're past Rise of Iron. It's no longer the only relevant set of activities. We're returning to old content, sure, but you're adding new things and updating the content. Rise of Iron had its time. Bring on the ATS. ATOS, yeah. Yeah, ATOS. Whatever. You're probably right. I don't know how to pronounce that either. But the third thing is the title screen music. And this one probably rings true with you, and you can explain it better than I can. But they want to hear the original game's title screen music and orbit music, right? Yes, so Vanilla Destiny had the very soft, soothing chimes that kind of faded in as you opened the title screen, and then it was the 
the horn solo. You know, I'm, I'm awful at singing, but of course... No, dude, I, was... I got the nostalgia right there. That worked. <laughs> that original Destiny horn theme, it was just like so mysterious and awesome and epic. It was it's definitely a, a difference with Destiny music now that Marty has gone. Marty had a very space opera feel to it, and now it's more of the the Michael Bay theme explosions and action sequences now so it's definitely a difference it's still fantastic and i love all of it but it would really hit the nostalgia fields if they brought back the original title menu music i i don't want to say it carries the same weight as the halo theme song because i don't think it does but that vanilla music even when you just sang the first few notes immediately i was like thrown back to vanilla <laughs> destiny music does play a huge role in all of these things and while I like Rise of Iron. I don't really enjoy the title screen music or the orbit music as much as I do that old school stuff. Whenever I go and put together a video of like Thornpocalypse era gameplay and you're in orbit and you just hear that, the sounds and the sights, you're like, mystery. There was just this mysterious sense to Destiny that I think has sort of been traded in, like you said, for the more tribal drum, pulsating, pushing forward, aggressive, big fight kind of music, right? Yeah, and like, I mean, the Age of Triumph trailer has that Last Array theme song from yeah. the, the Last Array story mission where you're fighting off the, the waves of enemies in the Cosmodrome, and it's just like, wow, yeah, I remember that, and that was epic. Mm-hmm. First time you did that mission in the beta, you're like, dude, they just <laughs> keep coming through the door. This is intense. I remember when the beta was there uh, on Reddit, somebody had like, isolated that music from their game recording and looped it for 30 minutes and it was like here's a 30 minute version of the last of last array music <laughs> that was awesome dude back in the day which was a wednesday they were at pax east they being bungee this last week so maybe on next week's show we'll have them, some things to share about it i think they did a panel but i haven't seen anything come of it the panel was yesterday or earlier today at the time of recording so that's going to do it for this week at Bungie. Make sure to check out the reveal stream for the new weekly activity rotation that they're going to be talking about in the director. Diddy, I think you're totally right. It's probably Mayhem Nightfall. I want to take a second and just talk about the raids, though, with you, because this seems like a big philosophical change for them. I imagine there are some of the folks at Bungie, the old guard, who said publicly, we've seen it, I can't remember the specific interview, but we're not bringing the raids back unless there is a specific reason to take you back there, right? Mm -hmm. Yet... Age of Triumph is a total reversal of that ideology where it's like, no, we really want you guys to play through it. Not only do we want you to play through it again, we want you to have rewards that are worthwhile for your time, but also we want to keep those raids feeling like they were for you to relive that awesome experience that you had with Vault of Glass. We didn't want to just throw Taken in there or Siva in there or even modify the platforms to force you to actually jump on the platforms. We wanted you to experience what you experienced in a slightly enhanced way. That seems very different to me than the entire idea of a complete overhaul of Vault of Glass, right? Yeah, that's true. On one hand, it's like, yeah, I'm so glad that they're doing this. On the other hand, it's, I'm going to be the pessimist here. That old saying where we want to give you a reason to go back, that could be because maybe they didn't know they were abandoning everything in Destiny 1 for Destiny 2. And so, like, this being our final victory lap is like, yeah, just let them have everything now. 
and just let them have it because we're getting rid of it anyways. Mm, that's a good point. I didn't really think about it, but in the past, it seems like Bungie's artwork level is at such a high, high, high-end scale that I think it impacts the quantity of content that we get. I really think as a studio, Bungie strives to have such beautiful assets to the point where it might impact how many of those assets we get, especially when we just look at Destiny as it is an investment game. You want to come back to Destiny week after week to do your activities, to do your rotations, to try and earn new loot, and then before the next piece of content comes out. I compare it often to World of Warcraft or other MMOs because it borrows a lot of the tropes from those bigger MMO investment type games, but where Destiny to me has always fallen on its face is like lack of content over and over again. And to me, when they see like, or when I see Vogue, CE, King's Fall Wrath, this whole thing with Age of Triumph, it's encouraging because I see instead of just going in and giving us one, they said, no, instead of making sure the artwork is insane and we give all sorts of new reasons and remix fights for you guys, they gave us quantity over potential quality. D does that make sense? I feel like I explained it really poorly. Yeah, I, it, the last thing you said, quantity over quality. I mean, that's that's perfect because even though I do say that was that's my impression of why they're giving us everything, I'm not necessarily saying that I'm not necessarily saying that's a bad thing <laughs> because I'm absolutely okay with having all this new PVE content, every raid in the game relevant, dropping relevant gear for me to use and it's it's worth it to go back like i don't have a lore reason to go back other than the fact that i want to do that again and be rewarded appropriately for it and it, it doesn't matter that yeah some of the newer raids have fresher mechanics or fresher loot tables or fresher boss fights i don't care that that type of quality doesn't matter to me right now because i want more and different things to do now, instead of one raid, I have four that drop light level current gear. That's quad. That's, oh man, that's qua quantity. I can't even say the words. It's quantity and not necessarily quality. You can't throw quality out the window. You know, it's when we're talking about this, I think a big reason we enjoy Destiny so much is the beautiful world and the epic amount of time that they put into crafting these experiences. So you can't always just say quantity beats out quality. However, I think Destiny, in, in terms of the quantity department, is more lacking. So, a va very valid criticism of Age of Triumph, right, is, hey, this is just old content. This is the stuff that we've played before. But for me, I'm more excited about this than I was Rise of Iron. That speaks to how strong the raids are. And in Destiny 2, if they maintain this style from the get-go, where Destiny 2's first raid remains relevant, even if it's not dropping the best gear, if it's dropping ornaments and cosmetic items and is in that weekly featured rotation, we're going to play it. You and I, if this thing was around like Age of Triumph style of the featured raid, we would be playing the old raids a heck of a lot more because there's a cosmetic reason for us to go after it, you know? Yeah, exactly. And with the Age of Triumph, they are introducing, of course, the new level of difficulty for the raids, the 390 light level version of the raids, but they're also keeping the older levels as well. So go, moving forward in Destiny 2, like you said, I hope they keep things relevant. Like every introduction of a level increase, they increase that highest level to, of difficulty for all the raids, but they keep those original levels so that newer players who are not necessarily as experienced 
can still do that content and still get relevant rewards as well. Totally. I am super stoked for this event. Any closing thoughts before we wrap? Um, Praetorian foil, I'm coming for you. Man, that's that's the gun. <laughs> that is the one gun I've never received from any Destiny raid, or I guess Necrochasm as well. Necrochasm and Praetorian foil are on my hit list for Age of Triumph. The final reveal stream before March 28th, the launch date of Age of Triumph, we're going to get to see the sandbox updates and the rewards. And that is the stream where they're going to have to broach the will elemental, elemental primaries return question. And I'm very curious to see how they handle it, Diddy, because at this point, if they don't show off a Fatebringer or a Mythoclast after the amount of hinting and teasing that they've done, people are going to flip the table, including me. <laughs> I'm right, going to do a prediction here. They're going to give every single primary weapon an element. Just every single one? Just every the dice. single weapon is going to have a primary elemental damage now. That's that's my prediction, and I'm sticking to it. Man, I liked elemental primaries. I never <laughs> felt like the argument was... I mean, now, when they originally took it out, we didn't like you guys having weapons that really you could only choose for that week's nightfall. We didn't think it offered you much variety. So we put one exotic in the game called the Zalo Supercell that has art. <laughs> Talk about diversity anytime Arkburn comes up. Thanks, Bungie. You know what I'm saying? It's just ridiculous to me. Yep. I bet Zalo's usage rate for Arkburn Nightfalls increased 300% every single yeah. week. Every single yeah. time it came around. <laughs> All right. Where can people find your content, man? Twitter.com slash Diddy DTS, D-I-T-T-Y-D-T-S, and YouTube.com slash Wooshness, W-O-O-O-S-H-N-E-S-S. You can follow us on Twitter at Destiny the Show, and you can go to our website, destinytheshow.com, for all the links from today and more. Hang out with us on Discord, discord.me slash destinytheshow. I'm sure we'll be running some LFGs when the new raids get here. You can follow me at BBK Dragoon on both YouTube and Twitter. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good week, and we'll see you next time.